everybody. Welcome to Local Business Hacks Podcast. I'm your host, Carl Case, and I'm on a mission to help you. Every week, we're going to be talking to local business owners and experts to get their best tips, tricks, and hacks to grow your business. This show is designed to teach you, inspire you, and motivate you to take massive action and start to build your future-proof business. Whether you're just starting off or you're taking your existing business to the next level, this episode is for you. So let's get started. Welcome to Local Business Hacks. I'm Carl Case, your host, head of business development at Referizer, joined today by a super special guest, Lou DeFrancisco. Lou, welcome to the podcast. Tell the world who you are and a little bit of your story. Thanks, Carl. Thanks for having me. I love health and fitness, and I've always had this passion for it. And the things I want to touch on today that I think are important for whether you call them business hacks or best practices, lessons learned in life. It's important to find your passion, trying to figure out what you're passionate about. And then it's important to figure out how to make money at it. And that's what I feel like I've done. And I've, that's why I've been in the health and fitness space for the last 18 years now. I didn't start there. I started in IT consulting because it was a job out of college. No offense to anyone in IT consulting. It wasn't a passion for me. And I quickly found out that this isn't going to be long-term and i if I'm going to be, you know, early 20s, fresh out of college, just had the classic four-year go-away-to-college experience, and then I'm in this nine-to-five job, and it's like, wow, is this what life's going to be like for the next 40 years? And this is not like, I, I'm not enjoying what I'm doing. There's pieces of it here and there. The small business side of it, I liked, but it wasn't a, a passion. I wasn't engaged. I wasn't excited about getting up to work every morning. And you know what I, I encourage anyone in this position to do this. I just started talking to as many people as possible. And I had a good friend of mine that was a personal trainer and physical therapist, and he owned his own practice. He owned his own um, little personal training and physical therapy location. I'd call it a, today I'd call it a boutique health club, but you know, early mid 2000s that didn't exist. You had your big boxes and then you had a couple of personal training studios and then you had your physical therapy clinics. And so what he was trying to do was basically put together a place where people could come, where they could get treated, they could get some hands-on manual therapy, and then they could also work out with a personal trainer. So it was a unique location. And that's where I cut my teeth on this world of health and fitness. And I, I never forget what he said to me one day, because I was, I also had this mindset of, you know, probably from my, my parents just speaking into me over all these years, you need to go get a college education. You need to go get a good job. You need to climb the corporate ladder. You need to blah, blah, blah. And this was that entrepreneurial classic entrepreneurial experience of like, this dude was doing it his own way constantly changing things. Let's try this. Let's try that. And it really opened my eyes to um, this world of not only health and fitness, but this world of entrepreneurship. And I would have never done it if he didn't give me that confidence to say, hey, you don't like what you're doing. You're young. You're, you're just married. You don't have kids. You have all of this life ahead of you. What's the worst thing that could happen? Six months from now, you don't like this and you go find another job? Well, you were looking for a new job anyway. So early, if you're early in your career and you're, you haven't found what you're passionate about yet, 
encourage you to try new things. Oh yeah. And it, it was, um, you know, lucky for me, it was something early in trying new things and I just fell in love with it and it, and it ended up being just an awesome experience. Well, thank you for that. And welcome Lou officially. Um, you have a, not to, I think you might downplay a little bit, but you have a really cool background, especially in the health and wellness space. Talk to me a little bit about, was it that original theory that you had or that motivation of making a change? Cause you've really climbed the ladder when we look at brands that have exploded. I'm happy with you. I'm happy to tell everybody what those are or any detail, right. but what motivated you to get to that point and how'd you do it? Yeah. Great question. <laughs> I think it's a little bit of hard work, a little bit of luck, a lot of things go into success. And sure. um, one of the things I don't want to downplay is anyone that's looking to be successful in any industry, you've got to grind and you've got to be willing to outwork any competition. And I think that stemmed from my early years of being an athlete and playing sports and being involved in, in athletics for a good part of my young career, I didn't have a problem putting in the work. And then when it got to, okay, now you got to go get a job, you're actually working, that mentality didn't change. So I always had this mentality of high school. I wanted to be top of my high school class. I wanted to play on varsity teams. And I always challenged myself to do those things. And, and what that evolved into over the years through college and into my early working career was, you know, I, I realized a lot of life is similar. If you're willing to put in the work, if you can recognize what work you have to do to put in to get ahead and, and you have good, some good mentors and you're not afraid to ask questions and ask to be mentored, you can go really far. And I think it all stems in, you got to have that self-belief. You got to believe in yourself. You got to believe, Hey, I can accomplish big things. When I try to instill this in my kids. Now I've got three kids and awesome. we talk about goals and dreams a lot, but more importantly, I talk to them about what are you doing on a daily basis? You want to do X, how are you going to get there? It's not good enough just to say, Hey, I want to do this someday. You're never too young to start working towards goals. And I, you know, I, I think the first step for me was, and I, you know, it took me, it took me a while to get there. So I, I hope anyone listening to this isn't discouraged because it doesn't happen overnight. These overnight successes that we hear about typically take 15, 20 years. Oh yeah. And that's what it took me. I, I was five years working in an industry I wasn't passionate about, but I was still trying to better myself. I was taking evening classes towards an MBA program. And then I was having a ton of conversations and meeting a ton of people through this MBA program so I could learn about different industries. I tried out the health and fitness industry and I learned like, okay, here's a passion. Now can I make money at it? And year after year, I made a little bit more, I made a little bit more, I made a little bit more. And I realized like, okay, this this piece of the industry that I'm in has a, has a ceiling because I was working for one person that had one location. And so there's only, unless I, you know, became an, uh, I wanted to open up my own location like that. I needed money to do that. I didn't have that. So that wasn't a solution. 
And, and I look to see, okay, I, I developed a skill set in this industry. Now, how can I leverage that to go to the next level? And, and that was early on, I realized you can't be scared to leave and move on to another challenge if it truly is another challenge. It's helping you achieve that long-term goal. And so that one location, very entrepreneurial um, boutique club experience I moved on, I stayed in the health and fitness industry and I moved to a boutique fitness franchise. And it was a small franchise based in the Boston, Massachusetts area, knew nothing about franchising, knew, you know, I spent almost five years in the health and fitness industry learning from the, from literally the ground up, like doing every single job. My office was the front desk. <laughs> and if everyone, anyone has ever worked in a, in a health club, it, it is, it is it's command central. And that was my office and I loved it. So that's the important thing that I learned is like, I love this. I love the experience. I love the industry. I love interacting with people. I love the rush I get from helping people. And so I really turned my, realized that passion. Now I just have to figure out how do I scale that? And so I turned that passion into what else can I learn in this industry? And I, and I knew nothing about franchising. And as I was taking classes towards my MBA, I learned a little bit about franchising. You know, a few case studies, you read about Curves, you read about McDonald's, you read about Valvoline, and you're like, okay, there's a small franchise, and but I don't know anything about it. I went into the interview remembering like, what do I have to give in this interview? I've got five years health and fitness experience selling personal training. I know nothing on the other hand, I know nothing about franchising. And, you know, I, I must have impressed the owner because he offered me the job. And later on, I asked him, and he's like, I'm just looking for someone that has, that wants to learn. And, and for this role, your skill set of being able to sell in the fitness industry was really important because that's ultimately what I did was go around to all the locations and teach new franchise owners how to sell personal training in a boutique studio environment. Uh, and so it was just, this is the other real big learning I had is just to continue to soak up and learn as much as possible. You know, anything that came even close to my desk, I was like, Ooh, I, I'll help with that. Ooh, I'll, I'll do that. You know, can I, can I sit in on that meeting? And it was, it, it proved it extremely valuable because before I knew it within a short couple of years, I was the president of that franchise. And, and because I was willing to jump in, not knowing anything about real estate and just jump in and, and help and knew nothing about negotiating leases, jumped in, read a bunch, watched and observed, asked questions, and then started doing it. Did I make mistakes along the way? Of course I did, but that's how you learn. I knew nothing about managing a marketing fund but took best practice of what was happening with a small number of locations and then just started scaling it as I took over. And um, that gave me the confidence to step into a role that uh, honestly, I, I didn't think I would achieve at, at that young of an age, like my, I don't know what I was, mid thirties. And I was the president of a, of a, a small size boutique fitness brand that was growing nationally. And, and over a course of a couple of years, we had hundred locations. Um, and it was just, you know, I kept coming back to, 
you know, don't lose sight of where you came from, which for me was I um, grew up and learned and cut my teeth living at the front desk. And, and that's where I kept bringing my franchise partners back to like, Hey, trust me, I'm here to help you. This is where I started. This is what I've learned along the way. And, and even my corporate team, as I added to the corporate team, same thing. I tried to give them as, as much experience as possible, getting them out into the field and, and learning by, by hands-on experience. Cause I don't think there's anything better. And then that's, you know, that propelled me obviously into, I was, I was recruited by exponential fitness and they are the, today they are the leader in the boutique fitness space, the most locations of any brand worldwide. Now that didn't happen overnight either. And five years ago, when I started working for them, they were a brand new company that no one had heard of. <laughs> so it was, I don't even want to call it a leap of faith because I had 110% confidence that Anthony Geisler, the owner and what he, his previous success and what his plans were for exponential fitness were, was going to be a wild success um, but you, I mean, when I talked about it with my family, when I talked about it with some like close friends, they were like, what you're going to do what, and you're going to move across your family across the country to Southern California. And you're, you're going to, you're going to be president of this brand that no one's heard of. And there's three <laughs> locations called stretch lab. What is that? Like people are actually going to pay to stretch. And I was like, I mean, they're happy that I made the bet on myself. And I think that's really a big lesson too. My, my wife and I, we went out and made the trip out to California. And, and as we were thinking about this and we knew like, okay, this was, this is a, for in a lot of people's worlds, this is a big leap of faith. But for me at the time, being in the industry for 10 ish, 10 plus years, um, yeah, maybe it was like 12 years at that point. I was like, okay, this is what I know. And this is what a lot of other people don't know yet. And I'd lived through it, working in the boutique fitness space, also working in the boutique fitness franchise space through um, that 07, 08, 09 period where it was like, woo, spike, drop. Oh, and we're back again. And it was crazy, but I knew that boutique fitness was not going to be a fad. That's the biggest um you know, I don't know what you want to call it, you know, uh, change line that I hear that from people that are not in the industry. And, and I talk to people that are interested in investing in a franchise as a franchisee and, and potentially investing in whether it's this new brand I'm working with right now, BFT, Stretch Lab, one of our other exponential brands. The biggest fear hurdle we have to get franchise partners over is, is boutique fitness going to be around for a long time? And it's like, all right, if I had a, a penny for every single time I've heard that, it's been around for 20 years, it's not going anywhere. People, and especially post COVID, people want community. People are, are striving for, they, they're desiring community. They wanna be around each other. They wanna be around like-minded people. Um, and this is what Exponential Fitness brings to the table. Now, 10 brands, all unique in their verticals in the boutique fitness space. And it's amazing what Exponential Fitness has accomplished over the last five years. 
I'm so proud to be a part of it. I could have never grown Stretch Lab the way we grew Stretch Lab without Exponential Fitness and the team and the financial resources and the experience we had that I had behind me with Exponential Fitness. Um, it's it's been phenomenal. And, and like you said, we when I was there in four and a half year window, almost five year window, we awarded over 600 territories. We had over 150 locations open. That was six months ago. Today, they have over 200 locations open. By the end of this year, they could be at 250 locations open. And that's phenomenal growth in the boutique fitness space. That's phenomenal growth for any industry, yeah. especially post-COVID and especially in a newer modality in this health fitness wellness space, which is one-on-one -on -one assisted stretching. And, and it's, it, it's awesome to see. And it's the power of um, believing it, it was the time was right for stretch lab. The time was right for exponential. And when you have the right team in place and the right financial resources in place, the sky's the limit. Love it. Love it. Congratulations to you, Lou. Seriously. It's, Thank uh, you. it's, it's awesome to hear. And it's amazing looking at what was stretch lab and what is stretch lab today. And knowing that you were an instrumental piece of that puzzle goes along with the team though, because those people that you learned from early on in your career, and looked over, I can imagine that you had a sense of trust from them to mold you into what you are today and what you've learned. Because when you're sitting with your head of marketing as the head of a franchisor and you're getting that data and those insights, if it's not right, where are you to learn from? So that's awesome. And one comment that I have towards your parents that I had a very similar conversation a long time ago, but you got to go to college. When you graduate, you got to have a great job and, and make sure you're making X amount and then you're going to buy your house. You know, the world's changed. And for those of you that haven't read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, go ahead and pick up the book. It'll do you great. But it's incredible to think of how much of a change and a shift we're seeing today. Not that an education isn't important, but the goals that people have when they come out of school or maybe don't go to school are definitely unique in comparison to where we were. Yeah, it's a fascinating time to be alive and in a, in a place where you, you can do a lot of really good positive things in in your community, in our society, in the United States. We we live in a fantastic country that we need to be really proud of because there's so much opportunity here that we that are just, that's just not available in other countries and and the education is is one major area there's major shifts happening in education i'm not an expert in it by any means but i just see from what you can learn online there's a lot of good people out there that are sharing resources whether it's free or it's like very very inexpensive and it's interesting because my wife and i have this conversation i've got um my oldest just started high school so ninth grader i have an eighth grader and then a fifth grader and talking college and what do we want for our kids, and how we're educating them and what's going to be, what, what are the resources they're going to have as they grow up and get ready to enter those college age years? And is it still best path to go to that four-year college? You know, there was a, I read, read an article in the Wall Street Journal this morning about the, the founders of Masterclass are now creating this online associate's degree that are all pre-recorded seminars. So it's going to be a super inexpensive, I don't know, I don't know if there's a, a fee or, or not, not that I'm advocating for that, but there's just going to be so many different resources available for people. So what, what do we take from that as, 
as um, you know, I, I still, you know, one, I think the most important thing you have to have is, is a learning mentality. I'm, I just turned 45 this year and I continue to just try to read as many books as possible, read multiple um, periodicals, news, so get news from different sources so that I'm constantly trying to educate myself and not just have a, a narrow focus or a narrow mentality. The more we're educated, the better we can be a contributor to our society. And then there's just so much. And then how do we use that for not only good, but also to make a profit off of it? Because I 100% believe in capitalism and, and I believe you can do good and, and make money while you're doing it at the same time. Um, and so there's so many resources out there, have a learning mindset. And it's interesting, my my kids started learning this and, and in school, they're starting to teach a growth mindset. And the definition of a growth mindset is you have to make mistakes and, and confront those mistakes and learn from those mistakes. And that's how you're going to be successful long-term in our society is being willing to do something to be wrong, to make a mistake, to realize what did you do wrong and then to learn from it. And that's how your brain grows and how you learn things. So it's something that I try to teach and use at home, but also at work as well. We talk about growing our teams and this, I couldn't grow stretch lab myself. I had a great team behind me in exponential, but I also had a great team with me at stretch lab. And I was able to walk away from stretch lab six months ago and still see this thing continue to grow. Why? Because we had a great team in place and I, and and it wasn't, it, it was not about me. It was never about me. I always looked at myself as someone that was taking care of this brand for the short term. I always had that mentality. This isn't my baby. This isn't my brand. I was responsible for it. I was responsible for nurturing it and growing it. And then I was responsible for handing it off to the next team that would take it to the next level. And that's what they're doing right now. Um, and it's fantastic to see. I couldn't be prouder. And, and that's my plan and my responsibility with BFT. This is our 10th brand in the Exponential Fitness portfolio. The unique piece of it is that it was an international brand. So it's group strength training. And it started in Australia. They now have over 200 locations open in Australia, New Zealand, and Singapore. They're about to open up their first location in the UK. And so that's the founders did this. Exponential came in, bought the brand. They are now our master franchisees in all those countries. And we own the rights to BFT in the US and Canada. So cool, another cool story, the power of Exponential. We've awarded over a hundred territories in less than six months wow. um, in the US. Uh, we're out, about to open up our first location, which will be in Canada in September. So depending on when this airs, we may have our first location open in Canada. We have two locations open in the U.S. right now, and we'll have a handful that will start pre-sale and start opening by the end of this calendar year. So we're excited about this brand. We're excited about fast growth for this brand. And you know the, the best part about, um, I think, about working for Exponential Fitness, we have the resources to grow fast because speed can be your best friend or your worst enemy. And if you have, if you have speed that, where you can control certain aspects of the business, meaning you can invest in 
technology. You can invest in the support system, which is your corporate team um, that are supporting your franchise partners. And you can provide the necessary support that multiple franchise partners will need all across the country. And you can scale to support that growth. Yep. Speed is a good thing because it, it helps to establish a brand faster. And it also helps to eliminate future competition down the road. And that's really a key quality of exponential fitness. So I'm, I'm happy to be a part of um, this team. It's not easy to talk about myself. So I always like to, to switch focus as much as possible. Our, our franchise partners are the key to our success. And, and I think it, we do everything we can to hire great people on our corporate support team. And then our vendors, and, and we have hundreds of vendors, are critically important for the success of our franchise partners because we always say this, um, whether it's we're talking with a prospect or we're teaching our franchise partners and franchise training, we are partners in this with you, franchisee. Oh, yeah. We are specifically 7% partners. We are in the royalty business. So we have a vested interest in you and your success. And we want you to just have this up and to the right um, trajectory from a uh, revenue standpoint. And we know if we can help you drive revenue, um, that's going to mean more money to your bottom line. And that's the win-win that we create. And whether it's Referizer or a host of our other vendors, we're always looking at how can we help our franchise partners do better, be better, be a better leader of their team, execute better on the systems we have in place. And that's a real strong point and differentiator of exponential in the franchise space. We have the best and the brightest, and, and we know we are a marketing and sales machine disguised as a blank, fill in the brand. We're a marketing and sales machine disguised as a BFT, disguised as a cycle bar, disguised as a club Pilates. And that's what we do the best. We teach and we coach and we hold accountable to best practices in marketing and sales in the boutique fitness space. And we do it better than anyone. And leveraging the data of, across all brands and internationally to make educated decisions, which is absolutely. Important. So real quick, I want to talk about body fit training because obviously that's your new, can I call it a child at, the, at this point? Um, it's or it's, it's starting like to a walk. teenager at teenager. this point. I mean, 200 plus locations. It's a teenager. So let, let's talk about your teenager. So body fit has today, where are the two locations that are opened in the U S Fort Lauderdale, Florida and Santa Monica, California. Amazing. I'm going to go check out Fort Lauderdale tomorrow. When we look at for the people listening that want to tr give it a try, where are the set locations to open in, in 2022? We're hoping to have a couple open in the Texas market. So in, in particular, and kind of ironic how this worked out, one in the greater Dallas area, one in Houston, one in San Antonio, and one in Austin. So we didn't plan it that way. Just real estate kind of happened. And um, we have a couple other locations that may open by the end of this year or potentially early next year in a couple other markets that include Atlanta, Northern Virginia, Connecticut, Boston, Massachusetts, keeping my fingers crossed for Southern California, trying to get one open there as quickly as possible near our corporate office. Um, and, you know, I'm sure there'll be a few others that pop up in, in the near future. Amazing. Well, the, congratulations again on the growth. It's super exciting. Looking forward to the day that you guys open your 200th domestic location. That'll be awesome. 
Um, Lou, talk real quick before we wrap up about a story or something that's happened to you throughout your career, maybe one time that you're consistently reminded of that maybe you wish you knew 12 years ago or yesterday that everybody could probably benefit from. Having the confidence to take that leap of faith, whether it's whether you're considering investing in a franchise concept um, or you're considering going out on your own and starting something, or it's just a, a career change, um, having the confidence to do that sooner than later, you know, we're, we're not to sound grim. We're only here on this earth for so long. And I, I mentioned earlier, speed can be one of your greatest contributors, or it could be one of your enemies. But when you are not in a place where you're happy and you're fulfilled and you're doing something that you love, I encourage you to make an informed decision and talk to as many people as possible, but don't wait, don't waste time. I feel like as I, every year that goes by, I want to do more and more and I'm trying to accomplish more and more. And so I'm trying to accelerate how fast that I try to accomplish some of my own personal and professional goals. I, I think this really stems from my, one of my early mentors passed at too early of an age. And it was, you know, really sad and it impacted me tremendously. The, the guy that gave me my first job in health and fitness and it, you know, it's still hard for me to talk about today. And that's, that's like a, for me, like that's the personal side of trying to make an impact, positive impact in everyone whose lives I'm, I'm around, but also doing it. Um, I don't want to say fast because fast is the wrong word, but doing it with purpose and, and doing it with intention um, because you know, one, you're passionate about it, two, it's going to make a positive impact in other people's lives. And, and hopefully it also is financially beneficial for you and your family. So it's don't, don't wait, don't waste time. You know, I think there's too many people walking around in our society that are just walking through the paces of life and do, they've got a job because they need a job. And they're and walking they're, like this. Yeah. Or like that. And they're too busy scrolling through just like, oh, I wish I was on this vacation. I wish I stop and, and reevaluate your, your life and where you're at and start having some of those personal experiences. And, and I have had just some amazing, fantastic experience in this, um, in an industry that I found that I was passionate about. And, and as you dive deeper into an industry you're passionate about, you are going to get more opportunities. Um, and that's what I've learned too, is like the deeper you go, you think the smaller it gets, but actually the more opportunities you have. Um, so I'd say, don't wait, reevaluate. If you want to do something different, make the change. Don't, don't hesitate and don't wait, obviously do your homework, but we talked about it earlier. There's so many educational resources for free out there. So many podcasts, so many YouTube channels, that where you can follow experts and, and learn a ton. Uh, and then it's just, you got to go out and do, and don't wait. Don't feel like you can't do it yet. Just get out and do it, make mistakes and, 
and learn. And um, that's how you're going to grow personally and professionally. Awesome. Thank you for that. My, as my guru, Tony Robbins says, take massive action, because if we just think about something and say, we're going to do it or write it down, chances are it doesn't happen. And if it does, it's years later versus you have that idea, make the first step, whatever that first step is, do it. If that's making a phone call, if it's sending an email, if it's looking something up and signing up for the new Richard Branson masterclass, whatever it may be, you said there are experts. And if you don't know how to find those experts, use the tool that we all use to find everything, Google, and you'll find those experts. And chances are your phone's listening to you as you're listening to this now. Right. You're going to get served an ad. (laughs) Hey, Siri, what's the next masterclass I can take? Exactly. My phone just heard you say that. Uh, (laughs) Awesome. Lou, I so appreciate it. Congratulations again to you, to your brand and to your organization for incentivizing you enough to keep you on all these years. That's something that we talk about often in this podcast is how are you incentivizing your employees and your team to to grow and stay with you? Because as you said, they're the backbone to your growth. And without them, we don't need to think about it, but where'd you be? So absolutely. from me, our organization, our listeners, I thank you so much for sharing your story, a little bit of insights into you. Congratulations to your kids and best of luck in college or whatever they decide. And thanks again. Thanks, Carl. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. That's it for this week's episode. I hope you found it helpful. Be sure to head over to our site, local-business-hacks.com to check out the show notes and send me questions or ideas for future episodes. If you want to grow your business, just like the people you've heard from here, follow Local Business Hacks podcast and tune in for new tips, tricks, and tactics. Until next time, thanks for listening and keep hacking.